It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I first of all want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on a podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And you are all in for a very special treat today because I have a brand new diva with me, Janet Alexander. And we are going to chat about the spiritual dimension of trail riding. Oh my, is this ever going to be fun? So, Janet, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Yes, and thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to other people who love horses, which is so enjoyable. I um, am a retired teacher who is transitioning to trying to express my creativity uh, differently. And so far, I've written three, uh, two, well, I've written three horse books. Two are published, and one is in the illustration uh, process. And I've learned how to horsehair braid, and I enjoy braiding horsehair jewelry for other people who um, don't know that skill. Um, so that's how I'm kind of changing my service, uh, teaching and serving mm-hmm. in a different capacity from the classroom. Right. And I thought oh. it started. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. You go right ahead. I was just going to say that is just awesome. You are continuing your teaching just in a different way by teaching people how to do the horsehair jewelry. That's awesome. Yes, you just continue, Janet. All right. Well, I believe in being a lifelong learner, and that's how you keep young. I'm 70, so I'm trying to keep young. Mm -hmm. I thought to calm my nerves, I would start with a short chapter from my first book, which is called At Home on a Horse in the Woods. And it's called Breathe. Thoughts were busily whirling in my mind when Highlander stopped suddenly on the trail. I knew him too well to urge him forward. He was trying to tell me something. But what? That a horse and a rider were around the bend? That a deer or a wild turkey was in the brush? That he needed to relieve himself? No, no, and no. But what did he mean? Eventually, I got his message. This January day was his first time out of the pasture since deer hunting season late last fall, and he was taking in the forest again. While he looked around curiously and smelled the changes in the air, I was just supposed to sit and breathe. Deep breaths, conscious breaths, slow and even breaths. As I inhaled and exhaled, my intention shifted from thinking to feeling. First there was the wind, cool and moderate, with hint of spring. Then there were Highlander's ribs, rhythmically expanding and contracting beneath me, setting a calming cadence for the pumping of my lungs and heart. The wind was the breath of God surrounding me, and Highlander was the support of God grounding me, a holy moment. Oh, that is just beautiful. Oh, that is is a great way to start about the spiritual dimension of trail riding. 
what better way to go into it? Because, I mean, right there, you are honoring your horse's wishes. He stopped for a reason, just like us humans will sometimes stop on our horse and just look around. There's something we really want to take in. There's something beautiful. And how you honored it and felt and knew that that's what he was doing. That is incredible. I love that. Oh, that that is very beautiful that you both could experience it together and how you described how you felt him underneath you as you're grounding and his ribs breathing and oh, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, how how did you what what made you decide to start writing some of these books? And have them be about the spiritual dimension. Why? What tugged at your heart? I guess why is this so near and dear to you that you feel you need to share this with other people of your spiritual journey with your horse? Um, I was born horse crazy, but it took me until adulthood to connect with horses, and um, I just felt called to write down. Uh, experiences that I had regarding my journey and I just kept them on you know papers and over the years um, piled them up and then toward the end of my teaching career I joined a writing club and kept writing them until the pile looked like it was high enough to publish the book and so I um, I decided to, to publish um, with them and that was uh, such a uh, wonderful moment that they honored my writing uh, enough to accept, you know, my you know my papers to become a book. But I really didn't have an intention of writing a book. I thought I'm an introvert, and it's scary. It's very scary opening yourself up, um, your deepest thoughts and feelings to potential or to strangers. And you know, they I I, I thought well. It'll just be something to remind me in dementia, my dementia age. You know, I'll have this book for me as a personal therapy, therapeutic device. And um, mm-hmm. and then it, it finally came to me that um, perhaps this would be of use to other people, uh, other people that had dreams that didn't know whether to take them seriously, didn't know whether to give them up, didn't know where they came from, didn't know how their life would change if they pursued them and um, maybe a kind of like a testimonial to other people that would save them all the time that it took me to realize what I needed to know. Oh, yes, beautiful. Well, do you do you feel that this connection you have now made and sharing with others has improved your life since you have shared what oh. your passion is? <laughs> it's totally changed it. Yeah, totally changed it. Um yeah, um, that is beautiful. I, that is beautiful. The the pivotal and, point for me came when I was I had a horse in my twenties, uh, sold him mm-hmm. to go on to do uh, my master's degree, um, went for many years hoping trying to get back into horses um, on a teacher salary and not unmarried teacher salary, and. Um, it wasn't until I got married um, in my 40s and I was introduced to my husband's religion that I, I met my husband's uh, minister and um, had a talk with her. I was allowed to talk about anything. It was just, you know, like a meeting. 
And I was mm-hmm. at that point furious, absolutely furious to get God because another opportunity, horse opportunity had come and um, it, uh, I couldn't accept it um, because of our, um, it was a horse and we were renting an apartment. We had no business, no property, no no business buying a horse living, you know, in an apartment. We didn't even have our own horse, house, sorry. And mm-hmm. um, she pointed out to me um, something that just, I, I mean, it just was very powerful and changed my whole thinking on the matter. And within a couple, it was a miracle. And within a couple of weeks, I had um, a fabulous horse to ride for several years who was a retired endurance champion. And through him, I met my um, second horse uh, who just passed away after 21 years of trail riding. And I thought, well, my dream's over now. And no, it's not. Another immediately, another lady at the barn who doesn't ride offered me to ride her retired saddlebred champion. And so mm-hmm. it just, it just, the miracle just keeps going and going and going once I understood where the dream came from. Yes. Yes. Oh, how beautiful. Well, I, from what I'm hearing, you have always had this passion for horses. They have just... Yeah, and I don't know been... where it came from. <laughs> That's what's interesting because you said you didn't grow up around them. So, I mean, it's a passion that was instilled by instilled in you by the higher powers and exactly. knew that someday you would have, be able to live out that passion that you so hold on held on to all those years. Oh, my. What a lesson for so many of our listeners that feel that they're never going to reach their dreams or be able to do what they're so passionate about. It's a beautiful a beautiful lesson that you are bringing across from what I'm hearing that do not give up on it to be there and keep keep moving forward to you be able to grab hold of that passion and that dream. Yep. Definitely. Oh my goodness, that is that is just awesome. Well, you said that you have two, three books out. Are two of them about spiritual I, relationship? With well, they're all they're all related, I guess, spiritually. I, the first one is is um, you know my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is a I also horsehair braid a braid horsehair jewelry. And um, I know I know people that are much better than I am, but you know I'm I'm in the intermediary level, and I could provide service to people. I, I mean, things that I make are pretty there, um, and so that's a way for me to express my creativity. Teaching was very creative, and writing a book's very creative, and making jewelry is very creative, um, and I can serve other people that way. I. I find um, that having jewelry made of my horse's hair is very um, a way to hold on to a lot of memories and to honor our relationship and to kind of bring their presence more deeply into my life. Um, and I, I offer that to other people uh, through braiding for them or my second book is how they can do it themselves. So that's um, and all, those te- all those, you know, lesson plans came to use. And uh, so I have a a how-to book. And my third book is my first children's book. And it is going to be a children's version of uh, my dream message. 
And uh, the lady who illustrated my second book, I just adore her art. She has agreed to illustrate the children's book. And I cannot wait to see her beautiful illustrations. Oh, how awesome. Oh, that is incredible that you'll have the third book. When do you hope, is, do you have a target date to hope to have the children's book released? Not exactly. It, it'll be sometime next year. Next year. Okay. Well, that's something for us all to look forward to. Awesome. Well, were you were you a little, did you have some fear when you started to think, I'm going to be an author. I'm going to put down in, I've written all of this, and now we're going to publish it into readable form. Were there a lot of fears involved when you started to think about all of this? Oh, yes. I, I thought that people would maybe think I was certifiably insane or that they would think that or they'd be mean. You know, there's so many, so much meanness on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, then, then one day in my writer's group, I expressed this fear and a, a quiet poet said, Jan, don't be afraid of opening yourself up to attackers. Think of it as opening yourself up to new friends. And that, like, mm-hmm. whoa, that made a difference. That made that got my t- attention. So a couple of days later, I was out in a Highlander's pasture, and I picked up this round, ugly-looking rock. And I knew God talks to me through nature. So I knew that was the go-ahead sign because a closed book is like a, a closed rock. And if you, mm-hmm. if you open this particular kind of rock up, there are beautiful crystals inside and it takes the light to be able to see them. And so I knew it was from God because if you take uh, the name of this rock, G E O D E and take away the two E's you're left with G O D. He signed the message. Oh, how beautiful. Oh, wow. That is incredible. I love how you put that together and heard that message from God. And I caught in there, inside that rock were the crystals that would shine. It's it's like he was telling you, let your light shine that is inside of you, giving you this gift and let this gift shine is how I'm hearing you say it. Maybe a little different interpretation than through the rock, but from listening to you, that's just what came to my mind is you are, he was telling you to let your light shine. You've got it inside of you. Now let it shine. Oh, how beautiful. Yep. Oh, and now you got through the first book and the second book and now working on the third book. Oh, wow. That's, and this is another horse book on the children's book also I am taking, correct? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a horse book for yeah, yeah, so like a horse book, sharing sharing my horse dream come true at a child's uh-huh. level. And oh. um yeah, it's like the energy energetic energizer bunny. Uh-huh. These I, I just keep like you know, being led forward to one project after another after another. Yes. Yes. Right. Because you're following your passion and it everything just keeps falling in place. It's I see it so much in people that are following their passion. It's you're you're enjoying everything you do. You're doing what you love and love what you do is how I always say it when you follow your passion. 
Mm-hmm. And being as busy as you are and with as many activities and finding time to ride and spend time with the horses, what is your secret on how you accomplish all of this, Janet? Oh, I don't know. Like, as far as the writing goes, I am not a type of writer that can make up fiction or make up interesting stories or mysteries. I can only write about what I feel and that feeling of this, you need to write this down. I obey that. So I just kind of live my life. And when that voice comes to me that says, ah, you better write this one down, I write it down. I mean, it's uh-huh. kind of a mystical experience, I guess. Oh, wow. You know, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people, I get up at five in the morning and I write for two hours or, I, you know, nothing like that. It's just serendipity. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, did you ever think that you would have a spiritual journey with your horse? Was this something that has been in your mind that you would do or did it just kind of come about for you? It, it came about with my second horse when the when the minister said what she said to me. And mm-hmm. at that point, I knew that this was, you know, this was spiritual. And the whole right. experience would be spiritual because she introduced me to that idea that this was God's, that your my dream was implanted in me by God. So all those discouraging things, oh, you're too old, old, it's too expensive, it's too dangerous. You know, all those voices that I had heard washed away, and I knew it was my personal calling in life. Um, and that I knew I was open to a whole new dimension than I had ever mm-hmm. been aware of before. It was not a get into the car and ride away, you know, get on the horse and, you know, have some kind of, they're, you're care, you know, they're physically carrying you, but you have no connection or relationship to them. They were, they were more than a thing. They were angels. They were divine um, spirits. You know, they, um, they don't talk, but boy, do they communicate if you, Listen, and that's the problem in today's world. I mean, that's why it's so important to me to go out in the woods on a horse because, you know, the, there's there's just you know so many um, technological devices and and cars and highways and you know even the gas stations have TVs at the at the pumps now you know in every uh, mm-hmm. doctor's office and I mean it's just talk 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 all the time and a million channels on the television and. I just I just can't take all that. And there's a point where I have to just go. And then I carry with me all of the thoughts of living in the past and the future. Oh, I should have done that and I didn't do it. Oh, I mean, I have to do that in the future. And then after so much writing, I can just, all that stuff washes away. And I realize I'm in the present. I feel my horse under me. I see mm-hmm. a bird over there. I feel the sun here. I feel the shade there. And all of a sudden, like, I'm, I'm quiet. And that's when I can listen to God. I can talk to God all day, but it's the listening that is important, more important. Yes. And horses are so good. Mine, mine remind me all the time, live in the moment. And mm-hmm. my one horse, we did a live animal communication with him on my blog, on blog talk or on the, my show here the other day on Blog Talk, and he said, no tomorrow, only today, 
for some of his words of wisdom. And I thought four simple words that mean so much because us humans are always thinking about tomorrow, what we have to get done next, where we're going next, what we got to do. And it's like, no, no tomorrow, only today. And just live in that moment and enjoy what is happening at this very moment. And I'm like, horses are just, they're magnificent. They are just, they are angels. They are definitely angels. They are angels in my life, too. And the spiritual journey with them, when you connect spiritually with your horse, it takes your whole life to a whole new level. It is it, it is beautiful, their, in my opinion. They're such big, powerful animals and could kill you in a second. But, but here they, they love you. They accept you as you mm-hmm. are. They let you, mm-hmm. you let, they let them, you climb on their backs. They carry you willingly. I mean, mm-hmm. they are so generous. Yes, yes, they are. They they don't care if you're having a bad hair day or if your jeans are torn or what what's going on. They don't care. They love you for who you are on the inside. And that mm-hmm. that is so incredible. If if I always say if humans could look at you like your horse looks at you, what a beautiful world it could be because they don't, I know, I, they don't I wrote see somewhere. all the I wrote somewhere in my book about how we think that, you know, you hear that, oh, you know, people are better than animals. You know, we're higher beings than animals. And sometimes I think you read the news and you're like, oh, my God, you know, animals are more highly developed than we are. You know, they're uh-huh. they're like spiritual gurus. You know, we we have all these breathing lessons, take four breaths in and hold it five and exhale it six. And they, they don't need those lessons. They just are, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. in the moment. Yes, yes, they are totally in the moment, and they're and they're loving you. They love you unconditionally, and that is what is so beautiful too. And in, when it's cold out in the winter, and I'm going, I'm so bundled up and all these clothes on, and I'm like, I wish I could just be like you and just walk outside and be comfortable and be happy. And rather than to have all this on, I'm like, who's more superior here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I have been very blessed. I have had horses in my life my entire life, and there's been very few days in my life that I didn't have a horse around, and it's it's oh. hard for me to even imagine not having them there because they have always been one of them that I go to when I was stressed in school or things weren't going right and I needed to get away. I was like, I'm going to go ride my horse. I'm out of here. And they always brought me back down. It's like they ground you. It's kind of like you ground through them is how I kind of feel. I just, it take I take on a whole new concept of life when I can be with my horse. It's just a whole different world. I always was kind of jealous of people that, you know, had horses since they were young because I, I would have loved to have had that. But <laughs> my father was wise. He told me, we're going to put you through college and you're going to graduate at 21 and you're going to be on your <laughs> own. So you know, do well in college and have a, uh, you know, a way to make money, and then you can buy whatever you want with it, and it will mean more to you. And that's really true. I think because I had to wait, which was painful, um, uh-huh. but it makes it all the more special because right. I wanted it so bad and had to wait so long and appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you really dwelled on your passion of what it was that you really wanted and were able to connect with that horse when you got 
when you received him and how you and Highland are connected and I'm I am I have the privilege to be able to read Janet's book at home on a horse in the woods and oh my goodness the different little stories that you tell of the experiences you and Highlander have it just shows in that book the words are just you can feel the closeness and the connection that the two of you have in each little story that you tell about different adventures and everything you two did together and it's just amazing I just I love it it's just touching to my heart <laughs> he was a very special horse Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, for people that are listeners that are interested in your book, where is the best way for them to be able to order a copy of your book, Janet? Um, they can buy it anywhere that books are sold. They can, you know, order it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, etc., Etsy, um, or anywhere. Um, or they can write to me at swishtails, S-W-I-S-H-T-A-I-L-S um, dot com is my website. And swishtails mm-hmm. at AOL dot com is my um, email address. And that way oh. I can autograph. I can autograph it and send it to them. So uh-huh. either either one of those ways. Um, okay. And there, it's available in paperback, hardback, audiobook, and ebook. And then my oh, wow. second book, which is the um, Braiding Horsehair Bracelets, Your Beginner's Guide, mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. bought at any um, brick and mortar store as well. Or people can write to me and, and order it from my website or um, okay. email address. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's great. That'll be perfect form. Well, this interview, as I know, would go so very quickly, Janet. It is it just been, yes, it just flew, flew by. Is there any final tip you would like to leave with our listeners today as we get ready to close today? I would say if you have a dream, believe in it because it was God's calling. Um, believe in yourself and don't think you have to do it all yourself. That was my failure. That's what I learned. Um, take one step forward at a time and open yourself up to other people and their help. And you will make a whole new community of friends that way. And then when you're able, then give back, help others, teach them yeah. something or help them through the writing and publishing process. Um, you know, give back. Oh, beautiful. Those are just beautiful tips. I just loved it. That was great. Well, Janet, it has been my honor to have you on my show, and I would love to have you back later on as we talk about some other things of your spiritual journey, and I know you're working on riding another horse now with Highlander gone, and you can share some more beautiful spiritual experiences with us. Would you Would you be my guest again on Robust Lifestyle Show? Oh, I show? would love to. I am so, oh. You are so wonderful. You're so much fun to talk to. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, and it's the same back to you. I have just had a blast visiting with you today it's been awesome and thank you again janet for being on my show i loved every minute of it so did i oh awesome well and i want to thank all of our listeners and you heard janet say she would be back on robust lifestyle show so you'd be looking for that that will be awesome too 
And thank you again for listening to this amazing, amazing interview with our brand new diva, Janet Alexander. Please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasthatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. And remember one of her tips that she said, believe in yourself and be kind to all. Give your animals that great big extra hug and share all your love with them until we connect again on robust lifestyles stay strong and healthy thanks for listening this show was brought to you by divas that care connect with us on facebook on instagram and of course on divas that where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing